Chapter 2. Can one person make a difference? What the evidence says. It's easy to feel like one person can't make a difference. The world has so many big problems, and they often seem impossible to solve. So when we started 80,000 Hours, with the aim of helping people do good with their careers, one of the first questions we asked was, how much difference can one person really make? We learned that while many common ways to do good, such as becoming a doctor, have less impact than you might first think, others have allowed certain people to achieve an extraordinary impact. In other words, one person can make a difference, but you might have to do something a little unconventional. In this chapter, we start by estimating how much good you could do by becoming a doctor. Then we share some stories of the highest impact people in history, and consider what they mean for your career. How much impact do doctors have? Many people who want to help others become doctors. One of our early readers, Dr. Greg Lewis, did exactly that. I want to study medicine because of a desire I have to help others, he wrote on his university application. And so the chance of spending a career doing something worthwhile, I can't resist. So we wondered, how much difference does becoming a doctor really make? In 2012, we teamed up with Greg to find out. Since a doctor's primary purpose is to improve health, we tried to figure out how much extra health one doctor actually adds to humanity. We found that over the course of their career, an average doctor in the UK will enable their patients to live about an extra combined 100 years of healthy life, either by extending their lifespans or by improving their overall health. There is, of course, a huge amount of uncertainty in this figure, but the real figure is unlikely to be more than 10 times higher. Using a standard conversion rate, used by the World Bank among other institutions, of 30 extra years of healthy life to one life saved, 100 years of healthy life is equivalent to about three lives saved. This is clearly a significant impact, however it's less of an impact than many people expect doctors to have over their entire career. There are three main reasons this impact is lower than you might expect. One, researchers largely agree that medicine has only increased average life expectancy by a few years. Most gains in life expectancy over the last 100 years have instead occurred due to better nutrition, improved sanitation, increased wealth, and other factors. Two, doctors are only one part of the medical system which also relies on nurses and hospital staff as well as overhead and equipment. The impact of medical interventions is shared between all of these elements. And three, most importantly, there are already a lot of doctors in the developed world, so if you don't become a doctor, somebody else will be available to perform the most critical procedures. Additional doctors therefore only enable us to carry out procedures that deliver less significant and less certain results. The last point is illustrated by the chart below, which compares the impact of doctors in different countries. The y-axis shows the amount of ill health in the population measured in disability-adjusted life years, or dailies, per 100,000 people, where one daily equals one year of life lost due to ill health. The x-axis shows the number of doctors per 100,000 people. And here's a graph titled Dailies per 100,000 people versus doctors per 100,000 people. Looking at the graph, we notice that as the number of doctors increases, the dailies gained drops off pretty rapidly. Much of the gains seem to come from the initial 100 doctors per 100,000 people. You can see that the curve goes nearly flat once you have more than 150 doctors per 100,000 people. After this point, which almost all developed countries meet, additional doctors only achieve a small impact on average. So, if you become a doctor in a rich country like the US or UK, you may well do more good than you would in many other jobs, and if you're an exceptional doctor then you'll have a bigger impact than these averages, but it probably won't be a huge impact. In fact, in the next chapter we'll show how almost any college graduate can do more to save lives than a typical doctor. And in the rest of the career guide, we'll cover many other examples of common but ineffective attempts to do good. These findings motivated Greg to switch from clinical medicine into biosecurity, 
for reasons we'll explain over the rest of the guide. Who were the highest impact people in history? Despite this uninspiring statistic about how many lives a doctor saves, some doctors have had much more impact than this. Let's look at some examples from the highest impact careers in history and see what we might learn from them. First, let's turn to medical research. By 1968, it had been shown that a solution of glucose and salt administered via feeding tube or intravenous drip could prevent death due to cholera. But millions of people were still dying every year from the disease. While working in a refugee camp on the border of Bangladesh and Burma, Dr. David Narlin sought to turn this insight into a therapy that could be used in poor rural areas. He showed in a study that simply drinking a solution made at the right concentration and consumed at the right rate could be almost as effective as delivery via feeding tube or IV. This meant the treatment could be delivered with no equipment and using extremely cheap and widely available ingredients. Since then, this astonishingly simple treatment has been used all over the world, and the annual rate of child deaths from diarrhoea has plummeted from around 5 million to 1.5 million. Researchers estimate that the therapy has saved over 50 million lives to date, mostly children's. If Dr. Nylon had not been around, somebody else would, no doubt, have discovered this treatment eventually. However, even if we imagine that he sped up the rollout of the treatment by only five months, his work alone would have saved about 500,000 lives. This is a very approximate estimate, but it makes his impact more than 100,000 times greater than that of an ordinary doctor. But even just within medical research, Dr. Nylon is far from the most extreme example of a high-impact career. For example, one estimate puts Carl Landsteiner's discovery of blood groups as saving tens of millions of lives by enabling transfusions. Beyond the medical field, later in the guide we'll cover the stories of a hugely impactful mathematician, Alan Turing, and bureaucrat Viktor Zhdanov. Or let's think even more broadly. Roger Bacon and Galileo pioneered the scientific method, without which none of the discoveries we discovered above would have been possible, along with other major technological breakthroughs like the Industrial Revolution. These individuals were able to do vastly more good than even outstanding medical practitioners. The unknown Soviet lieutenant colonel who saved your life. Or consider the story of Stanislav Petrov, a lieutenant colonel in the Soviet army during the Cold War. In 1983, Petrov was on duty in a Soviet missile base when early warning systems apparently detected an incoming missile strike from the United States. Protocol dictated that the Soviets order a return strike. But Petrov didn't push the button. He reasoned that the number of missiles was too small to warrant a counterattack, thereby disobeying protocol. If he had ordered a strike, there's at least a reasonable chance hundreds of millions would have died. The two countries may have even ended up engaged in an all-out nuclear war leading to billions of deaths and potentially the end of civilization. If we're being conservative, we might quantify his impact by saying he saved a billion lives. But that's almost certainly an underestimate, because a nuclear war would also have devastated scientific, artistic, economic and all other forms of progress leading to a huge loss of life and well-being over the long run. Later in the guide, we'll discuss why we think these long-run effects could be vastly more important than just saving a billion lives from nuclear catastrophe. Yet even with the lower estimate, Petrov's impact likely dwarfs that of Nalan and Landsteiner. What do these differences in impact mean for your career? We've seen that some careers have had huge positive effects, and some have vastly more than others. Some component of this is due to luck. The people mentioned above were in the right place at the right time, giving them the opportunity to have an impact that they might not have otherwise received. You can't guarantee you'll make an important medical discovery. But it wasn't all luck. Landsteiner and Nalan chose to use their medical knowledge to solve some of the most harmful health problems of their day, and it was foreseeable that someone high up in the Soviet military might have an opportunity to have a large impact by preventing conflict during the Cold War. 
So what does this mean for you? People often wonder how they can make a difference, but if some careers can result in thousands of times more impact than others, this isn't the right question. Two different career options can both make a difference, but one could be dramatically better than the other. Instead, the key question is, what are some of the best ways to make a difference? In other words, what can you do to give yourself a chance of having one of the highest impact careers? Because the highest impact careers achieve so much, a small increase in your chances means a great deal. The examples above also show that the highest impact paths might not be the most obvious ones. Being an officer in the Soviet military doesn't sound like the best career for a would-be altruist, but Petrov probably did more good than our most celebrated leaders, not to mention our most talented doctors. Having a big impact might require doing something a little unconventional. So how much impact can you have if you try, while still doing something personally rewarding? It's not easy to have a big impact, but there's a lot you can do to increase your chances. That's what we'll cover in the next couple of chapters. But first, let's clarify what we mean by making a difference. We've been talking about lives saved so far, but that's not the only way to do good in the world. What does it mean to make a difference? Everyone talks about making a difference or changing the world or doing good, but few ever define what they mean. So here's a definition. Your social impact is given by the number of people whose lives you improve and how much you improve them over the long term. This means you can increase your social impact in three ways. One, by helping more people. Two, by helping the same number of people to a greater extent. And three, doing something which has benefits that last for a longer time. We think the last option is especially important because many of our actions affect future generations. For example, if you improve the quality of government decision-making, you might not see many quantifiable short-term results, but you will have solved lots of other problems over the long term. There's a diagram here, two ways to have more social impact. On the x-axis, we have number of people helped, and on the y-axis, we have degree of improvement. And then we have a rectangle-shaped area between those axes, titled social impact. And we can see that we can increase the area of that rectangle by stretching it up the y-axis to increase the degree of improvement, or along the x-axis by helping more people. And there's more information about what it means to make a difference in Appendix 1. So, how can you improve lives with your career? In the next chapter, we'll cover how any college graduate can make a big impact in any job. After that, we'll cover how to choose a job in which you can fulfill your potential for impact.